like Andy said, uh, I did grow up in the church. I went to Sunday school every Sunday. I knew the Bible stories. I'd heard about Jesus, but it didn't really resonate with me. But he really didn't come into my life until I was in my darkest place. I was living in the streets, and I, I just felt like I was so far gone. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 35 of the Altered Stories show. Rachel's God's story of freedom from the chains of drug addiction and human trafficking. This is Michelle, Saunders Gutcher's storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women across the world can hear them. Thanks for listening to the show. Friends, it's been a crazy, busy summer, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. Through this storm, I, like many of you, have leaned into my faith and God's word for wisdom, strength, discernment, and for protection. Please know that I've been praying for all of you often, and thank you for continuing to support my podcast show. There truly are so many inspiring, uplifting, and God-glorifying stories to be shared. And I can't wait to share some of them live with you. Yes, live interviews that will be streamed on my Facebook public image, Michelle Renee Saunders Getch page. These live podcast interviews will be promoted prior to when they will be shared, of course. They will also be available on audio too. So look for these promotions. Before I introduce my special Kingdom Rockstar guest, Rachel Hisiano, and Rachel, is that correct, that last name pronunciation? Yes. Okay, today, I wanted to give a shout out to Amy Mitchell and Anchor Her Ministry for sponsoring Rachel's story. Many of you may already know about Amy and Anchor Her Ministry. Amy's the founder of Anchor Her Ministry. Anchor Her Ministry is a faith-centered ministry based in Greater KC, and their mission is to embrace, empower, ignite, and advocate for women impacted by incarceration, domestic violence, and addiction. You can read more about them on their website at www.anchorher.com. They are truly a God for serving women in the KC area. You will also be hearing more about their amazing ministry and their impact on women's lives today from Rachel. Now, let's meet Rachel. Rachel is a precious woman of God, truck driver for Liberty Fruit, mama of five, and grandmama of one. She loves to read, sing, and cook, and is from Kansas City. Good morning, Rachel. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Before you share your God stories with us this morning, Rachel, got a few questions for you. Are you ready to answer a few? Yes. What is your favorite book? My favorite book is Piercing the Darkness by um, Frank Peretti. Wow, that's cool. And 
Can you share what about that book is so impacting that it's your favorite? It really shows the battle that we don't see between angels and demons and how they can affect us in the way we think in the whisper in our ears and sometimes we believe what they say. Okay, cool. And, you know, you mentioned you like to sing. What is your favorite song? I have a lot of them. <laughs> I like, I guess my favorite would be Come to the Table by Cyber Prophets. Oh, that's a good song. I actually heard them in concert when I was living in Colorado at um, Red Rocks Amphitheater. They are really good. Do you sing at church or was this, did, did you sing, you know, in school or anything? Uh, yes, I used to sing in my school plays a lot and I've always wanted to join a church choir, but I just haven't had time with my job. You also mentioned you like to cook. What are some of your favorite dishes? Lasagna, chicken and regular lasagna. And then I make um, homemade tortillas that I've been making with my mom since I was a kid. Oh my gosh, that sounds so yummy. Do you make them um, like, I know they're scratch, but do you make them with corn or flour or? Flour. Oh, okay, cool. So your favorite scripture, I know that you probably have a lot of them, but is there one that you want to share today with the listeners that really resonates with you? Yes, uh, Joshua 1.9, it says, that I have not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That is very promising. You know what I mean? It, it's very comforting, too. How are you and your family doing with this COVID-19 pandemic? We're doing pretty well. Um, my mother, she tries not to go out too much. And my son and I, we work at the same place, so but we usually just stay home. Yeah. And is this the son that you shared your picture with? Jose? Is it Jose? Yes. I love that picture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is there one thing that really you would, of all the things you're going to share that you would want the listeners to take away? Yes. That you're not ever too far gone from God's love and that you can be forgiven. You shared with me in your anchor, her testimony that you are recovering heroin and meth addict, and you've also been clean for about 19 months. So I wanted to just take the opportunity first to say way to go. God bless you in your journey of healing and recovery. And so happy that you've been able to stay the course and know we'll be continuing to lift you up in prayer. And I know many others are there standing by you. And of course, we know God is there with you too. You also shared with me and in your testimony, I know you grew up going to church and then also attended a Christian high school here in KC. It sounds like you had a Christian upbringing and you had Christian teachings. So I think this kind of lends us to moving forward now in uh, having you uh, share uh, where your story began and where did God come in. So can you share that with my listeners? As, as you said, uh, I did grow up in the church. I went to Sunday school every Sunday. I knew the Bible stories. I'd heard about Jesus, but it didn't really resonate with me. It wasn't until I got older and um, I had a really rebellious spirit. So I started getting into trouble and, and getting I started um, with all this pot like normal, most people do, and I started graduating to cocaine and, and so on. 
but he really didn't come into my life until I was in my darkest place. I was living in the streets and I, I just felt like I was so far gone that even if I tried, he wouldn't take me back. Because when you're, when you're homeless, you, no one sees you. No, they don't care about you. You're just up there. I remember it was so hard back then. It was so lonely, and I, I would get high, but I was wishing that it would be my last time. There was also times when I was assaulted. Um, I've been beat with a gun. Oh, and almost died. I fell into the wrong group, and they, um, they would they start selling me like I was a piece of meat uh, or property. And I just felt like God didn't want me. I was used up. There was, and then I ended up going to jail in December of 2018. And at this point, I was just done. And I remember that's when I met God. That's when I really met God. I was sitting in jail and I, I came across a Jesus Calling book. I started reading it. I prayed to him and I, I asked him, I said, if you're real, come. I, I want you to come into my life. And I want, I want to change. I give you all of me, everything I have. Just take it, because I didn't know when I was going to ever see the light of day again. And then I, I ended up going to the residential center where I met Amy from Anchor Her. At this point, I'd never met anybody who actually loved on me or loved me just because I was me. And I remember when I met her, there was something about her and her daughter, Mariah. And I wanted what they had. They were so amazing. And they gave me this journal. <laughs> it was the prettiest thing I'd ever, ever received in such a long time. And they didn't want anything back. And I kept watching them every time they'd come back. I'd watch them and I wanted what they had. When I got out of the residential center, they helped me get into my Oxford house. They introduced me to um, other groups into the Heartland Church. And they supported me every step of the way. And then in July of 2019, I was sexually assaulted at my job. And um, I ran away over into Missouri. And I reached out to Amy because I didn't trust anybody else at that time and they helped me they supported me they loved on me and shortly after that i, I moved back to kansas like which is where i came to a program with the village initiative and that they have a transitional housing here and i went through their program and i graduated and that's where i'm at now god's really been working through me and helping me to help others and he forgave me which is such so amazing for all the things that i did um i just i feel so grateful because i can feel his presence when i pray to him I, there's a lot there that you've shared. And, you know, obviously it's a very emotional and, you know, God is still working through you and with you as you recover from all that has transpired. And, you know, the question I have for you is, you know, you said you had a rebellious spirit and you, you know, grew up in the church. and did you go to church with your family on Sundays and everything? Yes. So you really never had a personal relationship then. You just went. Did you do it to appease your, your mom and dad and, you know, or were you required to go? I was required to go. <laughs> Did you find that in a Christian high school that there were a lot of kids like you that were just going through the motions because they were required to did any of any of what you were exposed to at all make any difference in in your rebellious there was a couple of kids that were like me but for the most part the rest of them they they truly wanted to be there 
they they really had a relationship and I, I didn't quite understand it because I didn't have that. When God showed up in your story, it was through people, right? Is is yeah. that how you've seen it? Okay. So you you didn't have an experience where he, you know, actually, you know, ministered to you directly. Well, I know that if um if he if I hadn't gone to jail, I know I would be dead right now. Uh, so I think that he intervened. That's the only thing I can think of. And he did for me what I could do for myself. Yes. And a lot of times when we're in rebellion, you know, God still is there, especially if you're under the prayers of family members and your mom praying, your grandmother praying, others praying for you through the journey of rebellion. Because I know myself, um, I rebelled and went into a, a place of not even wanting to be around anything God-centered or around Christians and things like that. The one thing I think would be important also to share is, you know, the actual recovery day-to-day. Uh, how, how are you doing that? How, how are you uh, able to, to do that every day? Well, I keep, I got me a sponsor. And then um, I also go to uh, meetings here at the village. I keep my, pull my church and then cravings do still happen. I have dreams. But when the cravings happen, I, I, that's when I start praying really hard. And then one phrase that keeps going through my head is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he can strengthen me not to, to pick up that needle or do what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can't imagine because that drug addiction is so heavy, you know, and, and the pull is so strong. So I'm so grateful that the Lord intervened and he's got people who have either been through it or who have an understanding of how to help, you know, others recover. You also said that you were being asked by your church now to be able to facilitate some uh, celebration recovery type of meetings. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We're, uh, they're allowing me to start a women's meeting at the village on Mondays at 6 p.m. so that I can help women who are in the same position I am or just any woman that needs support. And also, you know, you mentioned that you uh, had been through some trafficking, some human trafficking. Yes. When did that come in? Was that during your time on the streets? Yes. Wow. What kind of advice do you have for women who are maybe now on the street and are you know, despondent and hopeless and struggling, you know, with the whole, you know, trying to break free and trying to get out of a really bad, bad lifestyle. Well, it's really hard to become, sometimes this is all you know. I mean, even if you've had a good life before this, you don't know anything else. You're not, you don't know anything but the chaos. But my, my advice would be, there's a rendered heart got me out. Denise Lester is the founder, and she's an amazing woman. She works with women who are sexually exploited and trafficked, and um, she goes around educating people about it. And she's the one who got me out and the first time. And then when I got when I got back into it again, and that uh, because like I said, it's all I knew. 
but she's been a great support and she helps women all the time. And all they have to do is go to an emergency room and just reach out. I had heard that there's a lot of human trafficking going on in the Kansas City area. Now, I don't know statistically how that lines up with other cities, but how, how did that get started? Was that just through an, a, a need for drugs or were you just, were you kind of in a vulnerable situation and someone, you know, saw that and preyed on you? It can start multiple ways, but with me, it started with my, my friends. They would tell, convince me that at first it was my choice to do it because I was hungry. And then later it became where they were making appointments for me. They would make me take a shower, have my clothes laid out. Um, I was told later that they were trying to shoot me up while I was sleeping so I could work. Um, I'd be paying for a room that I wasn't even allowed in. And it just got to be so, so bad. And some women do it by choice. Some women are forced into it. There's so many different aspects to it. But for me personally, they, I'd wake up with my phone gone. Um, they had completely control over me. One, at one point, my ex tried to get me out. And I'll never forget this day. Um, I thought I was going to get away. And then they came, the people came walking around the corner. I saw him. And I remember I saw a hatchet being pulled. And I thought he was going to get murdered before my eyes. And I knew it was my fault. And I couldn't stop screaming at that point that I knew that they had me because I didn't want to be at fault for someone else's life. A woman on the show, Kelly Patterson, she's a pastor now. If you haven't heard her story, it's from Traffic to Treasures is her book. And she's an advocate for all human trafficking, sex trafficking victims. And she's got an incredible story, a very story of redemption of God brought her out of that. And she was in that whole uh, human trafficking circles. And it was just there for like 20 years or something. It's just really hard uh, for her. But God opened the doors for her to get out of that. And uh, she is now, of course, doing everything she can to work with the laws and to help women that are vulnerable and work to help women through Jesus Christ recover. And it sounds like, you know, the Lord really worked through others to help you get out of that as well. I mean, I can't imagine how you felt, Rachel. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to come on the show and you're willing to share how brave, you know, of you to be able to go through this and, you know, share all these things with us and the listeners and just to help others and to share what Jesus Christ has done and doing in your life and the scriptures that are strengthening you, the people, the organizations, because it truly does take a lot of people, you know, to come around you as you recover through the incredible trauma. I'm assuming you've also had some counseling. Is that, is that correct? Yes, um, when I came to the Village Initiative, they have, um, let me. They have a counselor that um, you can choose to see, and I, I met with him for almost a year. In terms of your faith and how you are continuing to lean in, you shared a little bit about that. Is there a church that you attend now? Uh, you mentioned something about your church allowing you to, you know, lead up a meeting. So I'm assuming there's there's a church regular church. Yes. Um, I go to the Roswell Church of Christ in Kansas City, Kansas. Is there anything else 
that you might want to share in terms of resources or scriptures or words of encouragement or, you know, anything for any women that may be listening today that really are having a hard time, you know, coming back and realizing, you know, that they can grow through this and they can get through this and there's hope and they have a future because obviously you've got family, you've got ministries and church and employment and all those wonderful things, Rachel, and beautiful kids. What else might you share that you think would be helpful? Uh, Finding a a good church um, or if they needed help now, like I said, reach out to Rended Heart. They have a crisis house and also the village initiative, they have a transitional living for a women's, they have a women's house and a men's house. And if it wasn't for the support I found through all of these places, I wouldn't be where I am today. Well, praise God, you are where you are. I love the name Rachel. I love the name Rachel in the Bible and who she was in the Bible. So I, it's, it's really a cool name that you've got. <laughs> Thank you. I know you've got a book coming too, right? Yeah, it's called In My Own Words. Um, it's about it's basically my life story and through addiction and everything I've been through and um, how God has transformed my life and because I wanted to help somebody. We're going to put that information out on your episode page. You're going to be episode 35, <laughs> Rachel's story, God's story. But what's the best way if they want to contact you? Would Do you have a way of them uh, doing that or... What do you prefer? My Facebook or email, either one. Okay. And what is your email address? Rachel Isiano, R-A-C-H-E-L-H-I-C-I-A-N-O, one, two, three, four, at gmail.com. What you shared is very, uh, I think, um, impacting to many in terms of the struggles and how God loved you so much, always had your back, even when you weren't walking in fellowship. We do serve a God that loves us so much. And he does, uh, even though we do turn our back on him, he does pursue us, you know, and he loves us so much. And I'm so thankful for you for sharing your God story gift today on the show. And I can't wait for others to hear what you've shared. And I know it's going to bless many women around the world, those that may be struggling with addictions, overcoming adversity, are in hard, hard places because God is a God that can redeem. And he is a God that can restore brokenness. And that's what he's doing in your life. And friends, um, as I've shared with Rachel, we will have an episode page set up on our website to share this podcast and her story, along with other information about Rachel uh, and the Anchor Her Ministry. If you haven't checked out her testimony, she's got it actually on YouTube too, right? Um, Through Anchor Her. Is that right, Rachel? Yes. Okay. So do check that out too. And Until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed.
Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.